This week on Erotic Awakening, Asexual, The Naughty 101 List, and Star Wars. BDSM and non-standard relationships. Power exchange and polyamory. Sacred sexuality and fetishes. As well Well, as simply simply fun kink. You'll find shows on these topics and more at eroticawakeningpodcastnetwork.com. You can now purchase books by Dan and Dawn, as well as Kickstarter cards online. Head over to eroticawakening.com and click on the link to buy Dan and Dawn. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you're offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right not yet. Not yet. Now. Now. <laughs> Hi, Dan. Hi, Don. So I think from our pre-show mic test, it's clear that you are not an asexual. I'm not an asexual. Was that a mic test? That's what that was, yes. Oh, shit. There's going to be a lot of moaning and groaning or, on that uh, one. <laughs> I was just horny. Uh, we just had the pre-podcast sex <laughs> and that's particularly interesting because today we're going to be talking with Paige of the Pagist mm-hmm. and she is, identifies as a lesbian asexual kinkster wow and we're going to find out what the hell that means so I'm kind of curious what that means so because I've got my own preconceived ideas what mm-hmm. asexual means so not a sexual asexual right right so, so we're similar to the uh, heterosexual bisexual asexual right so we'll find out more about that shortly we also have a question of the day mm-hmm. uh about the and we'll start off with that okay. don what's on you have a a list of naughty things that you want to do i do well i actually have <clears throat> a list of naughty and non-naughty stuff that um i have going on i kind of got that from lee harrington okay years ago lee harrington came up um, with the idea i don't know where else he got it from of having 101 things to do in a thousand and one days and these are not just doing things like take out the trash no no these are like uh little goals that you have so that you want to complete in your life so or over the next thousand and one days which is three and a half years and kind of but that keeps us from making like new year's resolutions oh okay and then only having a year to do it instead it's just a random day you don't have to wait for a monday or a new year or whatever you start on a random day and it goes for a thousand and one days so and on my hundred and one list there's things like kissing the rain um finish five puzzles mm-hmm. you know it's just to keep things that are like self-care you've got three puzzles and for I do, christmas i got yeah. three puzzles for christmas i know and it's read a hundred books visit the grand canyon so it's places to visit and stuff like that mm-hmm. but but because we're thinking, i'm me but in this <laughs> case naughty stuff there's a there do you have a naughty 101 list it's not 101 things it's things that are on my 101 list that are naughty. Okay. So, because I can't think of 101 things. Oh, but that would be interesting. Okay, I may have to try that. Come Just up to with actually come up with 101 yeah. things. Yeah. Maybe that it doesn't need neat. to be 101 things. Right, but bigger than what I've got. Because right now, now I've so, finished some. Okay, so what, what, which ones have you finished that are on the oh. naughty list? And, you know, these are I things did. I want to do. Um, I want to check them out. They're fantasies that mm-hmm. I'm willing to do. Mm-hmm. The ones that I've completed, I completed two of them at Twisted Trist last year. Okay. One was um, to have someone teach you how to do the cling wrap suspension mm-hmm. so that we can do the suspension. Because we do the webbing. Mm-hmm. You've done the webbing with me between two posts, but not the actual suspension. So I found someone that did 
the cling wrap suspension and showed you how to do it. Now, that's a, that's a very specific fantasy. That the, the is. Way you so that one's it, hot. <laughs> not only to be suspended in cling wrap, but to have someone teach me how uh-huh. to suspend you in cling wrap. Yes. Okay. So that we can do it again. All so, right. and um, that was really hot. I've got mm-hmm. pictures of that on FetLife. So, and it was just a quickie teaching, but it's something that we can use later. And then um, Sparky spoke up because of the suspension part. I also had rope suspension on there. Mm-hmm. And um, I've had people volunteer to do that with me before, but being a larger person, I wanted to make sure they really knew what they were doing. And the couple that have spoken up said, you know, heard my misgivings and said, well, if you get someone like Lee Harrington or Great Dancer to do you first so that you're not nervous, then I'll do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, even though Lee and, and Great Dancer and us are in the same place all the time, we haven't had a chance to play. So Sparky spoke up and said that he does this all the time with plus size women. So I got a, a rope suspension. So there's two things that have been knocked off. Another one I have is two-thirds of the way done. What's that one? So that one's to be a meat puppet for three different people. Oh. Because, which is fisting. It's yes. another It's another terminology for fisting. Specifically to have puppet. a woman or a man's hand uh-huh. in your vagina yes. all the way up. Yes. To the wrist. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> so I've got two out of three. And I wanted it three times because I've had it done before, mm-hmm. right? This isn't, fisting isn't new for me at all. So you and I used to do it all the time before you broke your wrist. Mm-hmm. And But I wanted to, I like it so much, I wanted to not forget about it that I like it just because it's been done. So I wanted three more scenes of fisting with three different people. Mm-hmm. And that's a neat way to build that uh-huh. fantasy, or to build that uh, to-do list. Yes, I like that. So I've got, well, actually two and a half. The third person that tried it got really, really close, but it wasn't all the way in, so I didn't count it. <laughs> so I could do the third one. So. so what's on the list that you have not done or even started? Well, um, getting a girlfriend, I would consider on the naughty list. Is that a naughty? Relationship, maybe See, naughty. but is that even a naughty thing? I it's think it because is. Because it's different from, I would say, um, <laughs> having a girlfriend isn't necessarily naughty. No. Having a relationship with a girl isn't really naughty per se. But what I want to do to her, that's naughty. <laughs> right. So on the naughty one-on-one list, would it be having a girlfriend or would it be having... Those things you want to do with Probably those things that I want to do. I may... See, now I'm all excited about the whole idea of having a naughty 101 list. I don't know why they didn't pop into my head, except (laughs) I could only think of like five things. But now I'm like, oh, I can break it down. I can... I can come up with quite a bit, and well, that would be neat with the events we go to. So I tell you what we'll do, because I've got a couple as well. We're Uh going to stop doing the naughty 101 question of the day and take a step back and actually create our own lists. Okay. And see what they are, and then we'll talk about it some more. It's a full topic of the podcast. Oh, nice, because I do have two more that we've been working on for a very long time. Well, hold on to them. Okay, I would do Uh, that. Because I might have a few. Good. Good, because when we talk about... What's the one? What's the one workshop we did? Slutty sex at Synergy, probably slutty sex for real relationships. And we talk about me being slutty all the time, and you pushing me to be slutty or making it happen because that's who I am. And and then someone, oh, I remember who it was, asked you if you had slutty fantasies. Am I actually sluttier than you are? And we had to think about that. And it's like, no, you're not. I'm not sluttier than you are. It's just that. Most of the actions <laughs> seem to be by me. Right. So, but the sluttiness is still pretty even, or it wouldn't work, I don't think. 
We'll get there. So, oh, that's actually probably falls right into that asexual thing, doesn't ah, it? I don't kind know. Kind of it, where, no, that would be more of the, what if your sex drive is bigger than my sex drive? Yeah, that, now that would be a different, that would yeah. be a different situation. And that's a realistic, that's a real situation as well that some people mm-hmm. have to contend with. One of the challenges and one of the solutions to that is, you know, if, if you have the challenge of that you're more sexually um, driven than I am, uh-huh. you know, um, in a monogamous relationship, then you'd be expected to just downgrade, downscale yourself to or the least common. <laughs> or masturbate a lot. You know, fortunately, in a, in a polyamorous situation, or even in some other styles of non-monogamy, mm-hmm. um, you can go out there and get your thing on, and it doesn't impact the relationship. But right. we'll save that for another we day. We will save that. But you know what? You're rubbing your foot on me right now. I may have something else to add to the 101. Did you notice that uh, Karen just walked out? And no. She's looking for ginger, I assume. Oh. <laughs> uh, just interesting timing. Anyway, <clears throat> uh, new subscribers to the newsletter, uh, not many of them. Uh, no, actually, we had someone jump off again. I did just put out a newsletter, and it was one power graph, and someone yes. <laughs> jumped off. But Renegade from Seattle has joined the newsletter. Renegade, if you are uh, part of that kink fest in Seattle oh. or Portland area, uh, Give us a good word because we are dying to get we up there. We would love to get up. It's there. one of the few events that we have not been to that we've found uh, that we've heard wonderful things about that we do want to get to. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, I suppose we can get go ahead and close this thing up. Oh no, wait, we no, might no. have one or two there other things to talk couple, about. There is a couple of other things to talk about actually. Um, I know the tentacle links. People have been sending me some tentacle links. So Ohio Hedgehog, a local favorite, sent me um, a Victorian lady whose dress was tentacles. So it's really neat that, like, the dress itself Mm -hmm. turned into tentacles. So that was kind of cool. So that was very different. And then his she-she and Sasquatch both sent me links to the purple tentacle Christmas tree. I need to start collecting. They're the finger tentacles. And I guess they painted them purple and then stuck them on a Christmas tree. Enjoy the picture because I don't want that tree in my house. Go on. Okay. Not in the meditation room? That would be cool. (laughs) And then we had Freshenator. So um, they sent me the tentacle shoes picture. So a lot of people, there's a couple of pictures that go around. And one's a tentacle shoes, one's the tentacle chandelier, and the other one's the tentacle pie. That seems to go around a lot, so I always get links to those when it's the, going around again. The the food on boobs section of our podcast is much shorter than the tentacle section. Because there's not. <laughs> I'm going to have to do so. You know what? I'm going to put a party together. Okay, ladies, we are going to do food on boobs. I don't know how I'm going to do that, but I bet you I can find some photographers too. I've got some of those. Those some of those they happen on occasion. <laughs> um, so, Don. Sometimes we have questions that we can answer, and sometimes we have questions like this one. From Indonesia, mm-hmm. a Muslim poly person in a DS relationship wrote and said she gets her education from our show. We very much appreciate that. Mm-hmm. It's nice to be able to reach out around the world and to a variety of other people and stuff. Um, yeah. the, had they asked us where else can they get some resources locally? Right. We would have said, what the fuck? How would we know? We don't know. Yeah. You have to make us come out there. Right. Well, that's interesting, though. It's a Muslim 
country. Mm-hmm. So she's not finding local stuff at all. I can't imagine you would. She's in, in a, a poly relationship. Two thirds of it is power exchange. Mm-hmm. Her husband's purely vanilla, but she's got uh, um, a dominant. Mm-hmm. And she says she goes on to FetLife as well to different groups that are based in Indonesia. And it's all just like ads, people right. looking for people. It's not munches. It's not anything that's public. Mm-hmm. That she can do. So. And it, it's so funny that we're we're so fortunate where mm-hmm. we're, we live. We happen to be broadcasting from uh, the Midwest of the United States of the America. Uh, if we said, you know, if somebody writes us and says, "Oh, I can't find a munch," we said, "Go start one then." Right. In a situation where you're in a um, in Indonesia, I don't. That's probably not even realistic to do to just go start a munch. Well, think of how lucky we are. So we're in Columbus. Mm-hmm. We've got Columbus, which is a huge community. Sure. Right. We're getting ready to start the space, which is going to make it explode again, I think. Yep. And then we've got Cincinnati, Cl- Smarting, Cleveland, PRS, and Akron. Here in Cincinnati, there's Pittsburgh, a couple of groups. There's um, even D.C.'s in driving distance. Mm-hmm. Chicago, Detroit. Detroit, Toledo, Indy, St. Louis, Louisville. I mean, all these places. We're getting ready to go to West Virginia to teach. Yeah. So we're just very lucky with all the stuff that we have locally, big and little. Yep. Uh, I don't even want to imagine being in a country where I have to hide. I would, you know what? Myself. I, if this person would like to call into the podcast and talk about what it's like mm-hmm. to be a Muslim poly DS person in Indonesia, that would be really interesting. It would, would. I would love to talk to him. If you would like to call in and talk about anything at all, or <laughs> contact us for any other reason, you can get a hold of us at Dan and Don at eroticawakening dot com. Nice. So, and we do have the voicemail, which is where where I thought you were going at six one four four one four two zero seven two. If calling internationally, start off with the one. Exactly. Anything else we got to talk about before we put in this? Um, Rolling through here, I have a feeling there's a couple of things we'll want to talk about. I do want to mention the brand new Pages yeah. podcast that it just kicked off on the Erotic Awakening Podcast Network. You can get there by going to eroticawakeningpodcast.com, and there you will see the... Do you know how many shows are on the network now? I'm going to say 12. You are correct. Really? Nice. 12 different kink shows, from leather to polyamory to all kinds of cool stuff. But this mm-hmm. particular one is finally... Whew, we have a uh, book review podcast. Right. We've been trying to launch it for quite a while, and we have found we have found the 100% right person to run this podcast. Um, they started off with a review of the marketplace and actually mm-hmm. read some from it, which was rather fantastic. Right. Uh, they also provided us some fanfic that we're going to record at some yeah. point. And at the end of her podcast, she's got um, something about uh, mantras. For submissives mm-hmm. that she got from a certain book. The Mantras for Submissives is not the book. The book is actually some sort of other mindfulness quote. Yes. And then she has reworded Meditations for submissives, not mantras. Meditations, but she speaks them. Oh. So that's why I would consider it a mantra. Okay. So. But um, but yeah, so they're they're reworded quotes from another book, and she talks about that book, and she talks about the the quotes and the meditation. So that would be kind of neat. And she uh, speaks well of you as well in her um, on her podcast. I will say you probably should go check out the podcast and see what you think of it. You can, as I said, go over to Erotic Awakening Podcast <laughs> or Erotic Awakening Podcast Network. And find all those shows, or just head straight over to pages.libsyn.com or the pagist on any kind of social media. You're going to make me scream. 
But You're pinching me with your toes. Well, that's the way it rolls around here. Uh, if you're wondering what position we're in that I can pinch her with my toes while we podcast, Ow! then you'll just have to come to the studio at the space when we get it opened. That would be fun. Other than that, we want to mention real quickly that uh, Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's kinky fun group. If you don't have tickets to Winter Wickedness yet, you're, you're not out of Do time. Have a few more? I was talking to Beric of uh, Beric and Sheba, who produced that present, who produced that event. And um, sometimes, mm-hmm. like we talk about, you know, you'll get one headliner mm-hmm. for your event. They've got uh, just all the headliners are nice. at this one event. Nice. It's, well, it's their 10th anniversary, yes, right? Yes, yes. Nice. So they're going huge on that. So nice. uh, Midori, Lee Harrington, et cetera, et cetera. Go oh, check it out yourself. Lee gets to stay with us. Lee will Yay for having a new house. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, if you're traveling through Columbus and need a place to stay, we cannot give you the excuse of we don't have enough room anymore. Right, right. So awesome. So we're going to talk about being asexual? Yes. So, I do want to mention real quick, the L.A. Grew is coming up on oh, January nice. 8th through 10th. Head over to the L.A. Group, FetLife Group to find out more about that. That would be the California. That's like this coming up weekend. And you need to rate us on iTunes. Tweet about us. Like us on Facebook and tell your friends. Side note, go rate us on iTunes. If you have not done that yet, we used to have a five-star rating. Yes. And then some other podcaster who has a competing podcast went on there and gave us a one-star <gasps> rating. So it took us down to a 4.99. I might have made that part up, oh. but I'm trying to drive people. Go rate us on iTunes. That's we need mean, your though, five stars. So. You can't give us oral pleasures. You can give us five stars. Nice, nice. The oral pleasures would be kind of amazing. Well, that's it's the... going to be on my 101 list. Who? <laughs> doing a podcast, doing all of our podcast listeners. That would be awesome because they come from a lot of different places. We'll have to go to Indonesia. Be international, so New Zealand. Uh huh. Texas. Ayabayar. Ayabayar. What was it? Ayabayar. Ayabayar. We better just get the interview going. Today on the podcast, I am talking with the Pagist from the brand new Pagist podcast. But actually, we were talking about something non-podcast related before that. First off, welcome to the podcast. And do I call you the Pagist or Pagist, or how do you like to be referred to? Oh, um, you can just call me Paige. Paige it is. So, Paige, we were speaking prior to you ever starting a podcast about this whole, and let me see if I understand it correctly, you identify as an asexual, kinky person. Yeah, I mean, I really sort of identify as being lesbian, but I'm asexual. It's it's complicated. Some people just identify as being asexual. Some people identify as being um, whatever their their romantic attraction is, which would can be asexual, which can be lesbian or bi or pansexual or whatever or hetero. Um, so it depends. I, I identify as being lesbian, even though I don't particularly find any interest in having sex with women. Um, other people like my husband, for example, he identifies as just being asexual, even though he is romantically attracted to me. Does that make sense? No, but that gives us a lot (laughs) to talk about. So let me start off by 
what is your what is your definition of asexual? And we're not saying a space sexual. We're using the the, the definite the, the word as a word asexual, right? Right. And what does that mean to you? That is a person who is not sexually attracted to other people. Now, in your case, does uh, you 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 spoke that very slowly? Are you, is there more to that? Or are you not comfortable with that? No, no, no. It's it's just I. Sometimes people there are different ways of being attracted to people, and I like people to have a, a second to sort of absorb that. You can be romantically attracted to people, and you can be intellectually attracted to people, and you can be physically attracted to people, which is not the same as being sexually attracted. I can look at somebody and think, I want to cuddle with that person. That person is cuddly. Um, but I don't want to touch their genitals. I, I've never understood the concept of, I like talking to this person. I'm very intellectually attracted to this person. But what does that have to do with, with their genitals? That seems like such a strange um, jump to make to me. And and that's how it is with most with. Well, pretty much, well, all asexuals, that's how it works. And um, in our culture, there's this being romantically attracted to someone is the same as being sexually attracted to them. So, you know, it's, it's we had this great time, we talked, we, you know, we, we really got, we, we melded on so many levels. And then at the end of the evening, they leaned in and they wanted to put their mouth on my mouth. And... Why would they want to do that? And welcome to my teenage years. Mm. And and I was like, what do those things have to do with each other? And to most people, you know, sexual people, that makes total sense. You want to put your squishy bits together. You want to touch other people's squishy bits. You want to put your mouth on their squishy bits. You want to put your mouth on their mouth. You want to, because you had this really intense connection and those things have nothing to do with one another for asexual for asexual people. Um, so it's just you're not sexually attracted to people. So which is why I say it slowly. I like people to sort of have a moment to think, okay, I can be attracted to people in other ways, just not that way. Okay. Well, now, so that, that it leads a lot of uh, things more to talk about, which is great. Let me start off by asking this question. Are you, uh, do you have a biological urge to come on occasion? Oh, yeah. Okay. So do you feel any, is, do you feel any sexual desire for, at all? Let's just say at all. Yeah, it's, um, I describe it like this. It's like there's a difference between being hungry and being hungry for a specific thing. Okay. You know, like sometimes you're like, oh, I want Chinese food. You want a specific food. Mm -hmm. And other times you're just standing in the kitchen going, I want anything. I just want something to eat. Okay. And um, you can get horny with no specific whatever. It's like it's like if you were in prison and if you're a totally straight person, like total Kinsey, what is it, a six totally straight or whatever it is, you're in prison, not a, you're surrounded by dicks, not interested in dicks at all, you know, 
but you're still horny. You know, there's right. just nothing you want, you know, or. Um, oh, that so that makes sense to me. But in your case, we're going to leave the word lesbian behind for a moment. In your right. case, you're horny, but there's nothing man or woman, woman. or other. Right. That appeals to you. Right. As, and, and, you know, sometimes it is, there's this sort of like, I don't know, maybe on some other parallel universe, there is something somewhere that some being some something yeah it, it's like that there's just nothing there is not a thing so is self-pleasuring or as as the average person might call it masturbation is that mechanical do you, do you actually have fantasies oh by the way this this podcast is very personal and gets deeply into your personal life i don't know if i mentioned that before anyway oh no really <laughs> yeah no it's fine I, I talk about this stuff all the time and i'm all about education and oh I'd, good good i'd i'd rather people ask me questions than have an incorrect idea about things i don't i don't have a problem talking about it um yeah i i've always found certain things to be really sexy and and when i say sexy i'm I'm sexy. Like I say, things are hot. I, you know, I have an essay on my site that's, you know, what I mean when I say she's hot. And uh, idea of what is hot is probably very different from what other the general population finds to be hot. But for some people, for some asexuals, it's very mechanical. It's just about what I'm feeling. I just have this. They they find it irritating. It's like God. I hate it when I get horned because it's this thing I have to deal with just to get it over with. Oh, it's annoying. Um, but I love my sex toys. They're great. I actually enjoy it. It's just, it's, it's a thing I do. Um, excuse me. I needed a drink of tea. Um, for me, I like, because I'm kinky, I guess I have fantasies that are usually more about control or about bondage. They're sort of service-oriented. They're about spankings. They're about kinkier stuff more than about sex stuff. For me, it's not about sex. It's more about submission. Mm-hmm. After I realized that was kinky, which I wish I had realized it years ago. I'm 37. I wish I had realized it many many years ago I realized that now I would possibly have sex with someone with a woman if we were in the right sort of relationship or the right sort of scene as an act of submission mm-hmm. it would still be like way down the list I'm way more interested in the power exchange I'm far more interested in providing service I'm far more interested in related things or just abomination or bondage or spankings or other stuff but you know if it was like kind of okay all right if that's important okay you know i it's no longer like no that's never ever going to happen ever with anyone so like okay i get it that's sexy and i understand that i have um situations where i mean uh, I am not personally attracted to any man that I've met yet, but um, if there was a situation that it was a very kinky thing where the person was submitting to me, you know, that I could see because submission turns me on. Being the dominant turns me on. So if the tool 
happens to be. Now, I would rather eat a sandwich off of somebody's back, but if the tool to push that person into a deeper submission required uh, something more intimate, then that's fine. That's no different than if it required a flogging or if it required um, cleaning my boots. Right, exactly. So how did you get to the point of suggest of, of identifying as a lesbian if it's not because you uh, enjoy being naughty with girls? Now, see, I find this fascinating because our culture so sexualizes being gay that kids are straight as a default. Oh, look, Jimmy has a girlfriend. He talks to her on the bus. Jimmy is eight years old. He has a little eight-year-old girlfriend because he talks to her on the bus. They don't say, oh, he must want to have sex with her. People must realize they're gay because they want to have sex with someone of their own gender or sex. No, I just liked girls because I thought they were pretty. I wanted to have romantic relationships with girls, just like, you know, people do when they're kids. You know, like you just, that's who you're attracted to. It's its about romantic mm-hmm. relationships. Um, I thought, and this is hilarious to me now, um, Okay, so I thought, because I wasn't interested in sex, and boys definitely were, that no girls were interested in sex. And the only reason that girls had sex was because they were doing it to make guys happy. Ah. And so now, of course, you know, I find this to be an absolute scream. But at the time, um, that's what I thought. And... uh, then I, you know, sort of got out there and was around certain women. I thought, okay, we can go on dates now. And, whoa, what are you doing? Hey, handsy. And, um, you know, no, no, women are very interested in sex, too. But it's it's funny because people are like, well, if you don't want to have sex with women, you're not gay. You know, but they would never say that to a straight person. Right. Like, well, you know, they would, if you're, you know, or if somebody's in a relationship for like a married couple or any straight couple, if you stop having sex, does that mean you're not straight anymore? Does that mean you're not married anymore? Is sex what defines you as a straight person? Well, you know, some people would say that it is, though, right? Some people would say that because we've stopped having sex in our marriage, it's a loveless marriage. And and I, I get that, right? We, we understand how confused society is. As you mentioned earlier, mixing up the, that sex is love and love is sex. I personally, in 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 my power exchange relationships, I avoid having intercourse with female slaves for, in some cases, for the entire time duration of our relationship because that's part of the lesson, right? There's a difference between love and sex and being someone's slave and having a girlfriend relationship with them and uh, I I think that I both men and women, in my uh, opinion, in, have been guilty of using sex as that. Since we've fucked, you must now love me. And what's the next step on the rest relationship escalator? Right. And something that I tell people talking about mistaking love and sex is that well, you can certainly have sex without love, so you can have love without sex. Sure, that makes sense to me. 
you know, because that's what, what people will often say. And they'll, they'll say, you know, well, if, if, if you just can't love some, you know, if, if you love someone, you'll have sex with them. Like I'll force myself to do something with my body that I don't want to do. And if you really loved somebody, why would you make them do something that they didn't want to do with their own body? Right. Let so me, let me guess at some of their, our listeners who uh, might be listening now. Let me think some of the questions that they may have. Okay. And ask if you've had questions like this before. Yes, I have. And so I'm going to ask a kind of <laughs> I'm going to ask them all as one big generic question and you can give me okay. a big generic answer. Okay. I'm sure that some people have asked you and are thinking you just haven't had the right partner yet. You just haven't blossomed yet. You just haven't figured out what your fetish is yet. I'm going to add a new one. If your partner was skilled at using those toys that you do enjoy, then you would have fun with that. Um, and, and you get the theme for that, right? Right. Where do you get a lot of feedback? So the, the real question here is, do you get people who will say you're not an asexual, you're just confused or you just haven't figured out or you're just, you know, that, that there is some other reason for this? Oh yeah. And we also get, um, I used to do a lot of, uh, media and, for things. So we, we, I've also been asked these questions by the press. <laughs> That's and, even more fun, I'm sure. Oh, it is. Oh yeah. And, uh, I, I've done studies with a Canadian group with researchers. So they asked even more questions. Um, but I would say, uh, to those sorts of things, um, God, I haven't done these sort of questions in so long. I forgot what all my answers were. You need to refresh it, your it, media kit. Yeah, really. Um, well, it's it's sort of the thing like if if a straight guy, and it, it was often straight guys who would say that kind of thing. It's the same kind of stuff they would say to people. It's very similar. Asexuals are, are in a very similar place to where they were 20 years ago. Where someone's like, oh, you just haven't met the right person yet. You just need to be the right person who's, you know, uh, the the opposite gender. Or what happened to you that made you that way? Mm. Or yeah. were, you know, were you traumatized? Or maybe your hormone levels are off. Or, you know, those sorts of things. And it, partially it's, well, it doesn't really matter if my hormone levels are off. Um, mine are not. And my husband's are not. But even if they were, it wouldn't matter. This is how I identify, and this is my life, and I'm happy this way. And, and if was, I wasn't, I was gonna say what? that would be my next question, right? Are you? Is it a burden at all? Is it? I mean, you are from a. You know, if you look at the the next ten people that walk into the room, nine and a half of them are probably gonna identify as anything but asexual. So, right. is it is it a burden to be? to be different in that regards. Yeah, everybody's different in some way. And not really. I mean, no, I don't find it to be. But some people don't like it. Some people find it easier to be that way because you're not. <laughs> Sometimes some of the problems that people's hormones seem to get them into, I'm just thankful that I don't have to deal with it. Because they'll they'll be like, ah, oh, this guy, he's such a jackass, but he's so hot. This is a thing <laughs> that I have never had to deal with in my life. I just don't get it. It's like, oh, I just love fucking this dude, but he's such a 
asshole. Right, and right. I'm like, okay, so just don't be around him. I can't. My vag just keeps, it's like a magnet <laughs> for his dick. You know, I'm like, okay, I really just don't get that at all. I just, I don't, I'm sorry. I can't help you. Yeah. I can't help you. Now, when you and your husband got, you, you're, you're uh, a married person then. Yes. When you and your husband got married, did you guys already self-identify as asexuals beforehand? Yes, or, we okay. we met on a we met on a website for asexuals. Oh, okay. And you you'd mentioned that your husband is asexual but attracted to me. Do you mean romantically attracted or sexually attracted? Romantically. We uh we we met about two and a half years before we got married and we instantly hit it off online. He's English. He and um and we became great friends immediately. We had the same kind of problems with women, and which is always a good thing to have in <laughs> sure. common. And we um, we liked a lot of the same media, which I, I like sort of obscure English stuff. And, and so it was nice to talk to somebody who knew what I was talking about. And he and I just instantly became great friends online. And... He was uh, he was romantically attracted to me, and I really liked him, and it was very confusing for me because I'd never liked a guy that much, even as a friend. And yeah, and after we, we met in person, which was about a year and a half later, I was like, oh, man, I like this guy. No, I went through so much crap being gay, and oh, then I had to deal with this. Oh, no, no, leave me alone. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, but yeah, we we've both been yeah we both identified as asexual, right? I mean, from the beginning. Okay. Very cool. Well, one more question for you, if you don't mind. Okay. If we have a listener out there right now that says, "Well, damn, maybe that's what's going on with me. Maybe it's as simple as I'm an asexual person." What resources would you recommend that they pick up to take a look at uh, take a look at that and and maybe find some support? Well. Um, there are two, there's a, there are two websites. One of them is called asexuality.org. And, um, and that one's, I haven't been on that site for years. That's where, that's where my husband and I met originally. And if they're listening to, to this show, they're probably kinky. And there are quite a few forums on, on FetLife. Actually, uh, my husband is on one and and he he writes on one sometimes and i would really sort of recommend going there if you're kinky because that's going to be more geared towards asexual and kinky people and then uh the other one if you know you want to look at more vanilla stuff is one called a positive and i can't remember if it's dot com or dot org or dot net but it, it's a positive and uh, those those would be two places to start, right. I would say. Great. So I have to ask this before I let you go. Tell me about your new podcast. It's not an asexuality podcast, though. No, no, not at all. Um, it is called The Pagist, and it is book reviews about BDSM and sex. And every week I'm going to re- review a book and talk about other book-related, word-related things. And read the sexiest, smuttiest bit from the books. So, you know, people can just tune in for that if they want to be that person. And there's nothing wrong with being that person. I say embrace your kinky self. And um, that's what it's about. I'm very excited. 
Fantastic. How can I find out more about The Pagist? The Pagist is, uh, well, you can go to thepagist.com. You can go to the Twitter page, which is, uh, or the Twitter account, which is at The Pagist. And I have a Facebook, uh, which is also The Pagist. I'm really inventive with the names. <laughs> and I, there's a Tumblr account, which is thepagist.tumblr.com. Uh, and then links to podcast episodes and um, new posts on the website all go to the Facebook page, the Twitter account, and the Tumblr account. So, and each of those sort of has different things. The Facebook page has certain types of posts. Tumblr is mostly pictures and things. Twitter is, you know, more humorous kind of stuff. But then all of them will have links to the podcast and and writing for the, the website. Okay. Fantastic. Thank you very much for the time on the podcast today. I've certainly learned a lot. Um, and, you know, I, I kind of took away when you were talking. I was thinking the same thing. There's some there would be some advantages to not having to deal with the the uh, the dirty, naughty, stinky bits that come <laughs> along with being a sexual person. Now, uh, Dawn's looking at me very upset with this whole idea. This uh -oh. is the same way she looks at me when I talk about running away to be a monk. <laughs> All right, Paige. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye, Dawn. Bye, Dan.